Hey everyone, welcome back to the Edgewood High School podcast. I'm your host, Logan Anderson, and today we have a very special guest, my mentor in broadcasting, Tony Kale from WCLS 97.7. Man, I'm blushing already. You said mentor. I've never been called that before, uh, so I, I appreciate that. You got me blushing a little <laughs> bit, but no, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate uh, you asking me to come in and being a part of this, yeah. buddy. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Keegan Chambers-Crum. How's it going, everybody? So... Uh, Tony, I've been, I've had, I've always been meeting with you before. We've been kind of in and out of the station together. I've been coming in every Wednesday and been doing that, right? Yeah, for about, uh, well, really since the summer months, I yeah. guess, correct? Been a while, been about half a year now. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, so um, how about you explain kind of like what you do, like generally the job title, because a lot of people, like, they hear radio hosts and they know the gist of it, can kind of go in depth on that a little bit. Well, I'm sure a lot of people know you know, me as far as here at Edgewood, I've been calling the football, basketball, even baseball. I did some girls softball when they went to the state finals a few years ago. I've been doing that for 34 seasons. This is my 34th year this year. Uh, but that's probably the low end on the totem pole as far as you rank my uh, duties at the radio station and everything. So uh, my title's operations manager. But, um, of course, I do the morning show. John Chance, former retired teacher, has been doing that full time now for going on four and a half years, I think. Uh, John and I go way back together, but uh, we do the morning show, and then uh, I'm just you name it from a programming standpoint. Uh, when it comes to FCC paperwork, uh, just different things like that, uh, I pretty much it's kind of a jack of all trades job, especially when you work at a smaller market like the Bloomington area. Uh, you take on there's a lot of different tasks you do. Uh, of course, do a lot of production, commercials, promos, things like that. Uh, I even do a little selling on the side, not a lot, but I have a couple of you know three or four different clients that uh, I'll go meet with and. And uh, they're kind of low-maintenance clients that I don't have to see a lot uh, that are, are good folks. So, I mean, just a little bit of everything. I mean, uh, public service announcements. Uh, uh, the, probably the biggest thing that I've enjoyed about being in radio, and I know you didn't ask me this question, but I tell this to a lot of people, is uh, the relationships, like getting to meet you guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, just the relationships I've built. Uh, I've been in radio for 35 and a half years now. And just not being on the air, but just... Uh, Pretty much the listeners I've met over the year, some of those, you know, have come and gone, uh, passed away, unfortunately, but uh, they always stay in your memory. But relationships I've uh, developed just uh, on the air or maybe with uh, listeners, in, you know, in the community uh, at the different high schools that I go to, uh, whether it's athletic directors, coaches, students like yourself. So uh, that's probably my favorite thing out of everything that I've done as far as just the relationships and good memories I've made. Yeah, good deal. Um I was just going to ask you, do you have any advice for people like starting out in the radio business or broadcasting business? Um, the best advice, and I think I even mentioned this to Logan uh, this morning, the, the biggest advice I would give someone if you're going to get into radio is uh, develop your own personality. Uh, try to be on the air, who you are off the air. I think too many people think you got to have this, all right, I got to go into this announcer voice mode. Or uh, I know a lot of people teach, okay, radio's got to be, you've got to say it this certain way or, or do things a certain way. I found the people that had the most success find the right way in their own way as far as uh, bring their personality and things in it. 
Um, it's kind of like a lot of things in life. Uh, uh, you and I may get a, a task accomplished, but you may do it totally different than the way I did it, but it gets completed and it gets done right. And, and radio is kind of like that. Uh, I, my advice, again, would just be bring the personality of who you are on the air, be relatable to your listening audience. So uh, that's the first thing that I would say. Um, obviously, schooling. I went to a, I went to Indiana University for uh, just one semester, and then ended up going to a broadcasting school. So I know uh, colleges. IU has a great, uh, you know, as far as communications uh, for uh, broadcasting, uh, uh, TV and, and media thing there. As far as their schooling, I know Vincennes has a two years program. So some schooling, obviously, uh, talk to people into the business, listen to people that uh, you feel like do a pretty good job on the radio, uh, listen to them. Uh, you know, the more you kind of dive into things, uh, you're going to learn things like that. Ask questions. Never, if you've, I know the first thing, how I got into radio was there was a couple of guys doing a game here at Edgewood one night. I was actually the first year out of school. And I think Logan's done PA work yeah, here at the high school, right? I was doing year after I graduated, I started doing the public address announcing for basketball games here. And of course it felt weird. I'd played basketball the year before and now I'm doing the PA announcing, but couple of guys I was nervous you know being young and everything and, and green about everything and I went up and just talked to the guys and got an audition and went over an audition and then I found out about this broadcasting school my parents did and I went to that so uh, never be afraid to ask questions if you see somebody uh, most people in radio will you know it, it may be intimidating as a young person to talk to them but they're just human beings like anybody else I mean yeah. you, you know so uh, always ask questions. And I know you're probably looking for the Reader's Digest first, uh, version of that, and I gave you an answer that uh, no. went a mile long. But anyway, those are a few of the things. Now, we appreciate those answers. Those answers are amazing, yeah. and they give, like, a lot better detail to our listeners. I mean, people are wa- watching this podcast. They're not trying to get a quick little two-minute deal. They're mm-hmm. trying, they're try- they want to know. We, we want to we know about you and, like, what you're doing, what you have for us. Cause <laughs> Well, I, I, could, I could go on all day. Yeah. This podcast uh, probably needs to be what fifteen minutes, and probably I could probably like I could that. probably go on for one hundred and fifty <laughs> minutes. So, a couple of uh, you know, almost three hours for you guys. So, well, we're glad to have you here, and we're glad that you have that information for us. That well, we can kind of pick your brain here. My pleasure, guys. Out. My pleasure. Have you ever been on a podcast before? This is my first. Uh, wait, I was talking to Logan about that <laughs> earlier. It's like, man, I'm a little nervous. I've never never done a podcast or anything. Yeah. Uh, we, we might have to make this, you know, kind of a you know semi annual thing or yeah. something. I really you, like it. Yeah, get you I on love the, this. Get you on here in a podcast. I mean, like, how do, is it easier to do something that's like pre-recorded than to be on the live air? You think? Or? Um, you know, I I think when I probably the first few years, uh, I, I remember the first six months that I was on the radio and it was actually live. Uh, I mean, especially the first few weeks. I, I mean, I'd probably had sweat beating off my forehead. That's how I am right now. It, it, was, it was a nervous wreck and everything. Uh, uh, you know, obviously doing something recorded. Uh, you can make a mistake. I, I, I do a lot of pre-recorded interviews uh, from clients that come in uh, that the salespeople sell and advertise. And if I have to do an interview of like what's called a highlight week, and we'll do five interviews that will air like maybe in a couple of weeks on Monday through Friday during the, the morning mayhem morning show that we have. And, you know, whenever I talk to them, they are like that. Well, what if I make a mistake? Well, you want it to sound live. So, uh, I mean, nobody's perfect. That, that is another thing of advice. If you make a mistake... When I first started in radio, you know, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'd feel embarrassed and everything. Well, now I just kind of poke fun at it. You know, it was, we're all human. We're all going to make mistakes. So, uh, you know, but 
I, I find it, it, as far as 35 years in radio, live, pre-recorded, it doesn't really make any difference to me. But whenever I was young like you two, uh, yeah, I probably would have rather pre-recorded at first. So I mean, my first few times coming into the station there, I was like super, super nervous. Like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know if they're going to ask me this. When am I going to respond <laughs> to it? So I'm sitting there like, ah, I don't know. But I feel like I've gotten a little bit better at talking in the live part but yeah, yeah the like, most fun stuff's off the air though when yeah. we're playing music uh, when you, you hear john and i talk so yeah. but yeah i like i do like pre-recorded stuff because i can kind of mess around if i happen to stutter on something i can be like oh we'll just cut that out right there and we've never heard about it yeah never be afraid to make a mistake uh that just you know again makes you relatable to your audience uh, you know you're gonna have a few people out there and you know you get on social media and you have these people it's almost they're lurking in the waters waiting for you to make a mistake to pounce on you and it's just like those people don't matter. You know what? You make a mistake. You make a mistake. You move on. You try to learn from it. So, so you said you've been doing radio for like what thirty four years? Thirty four high school sports, and then thirty five overall in radio. Yeah. So has the radio business like how has that kind of like changed over the time you've been in here? Oh my goodness! I mean, like you've been in for a while. I, I'm going. Well, gee, thanks, Logan, for uh, <laughs> talking about how old I am here. I'm only fifty five, buddy. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, I love that I came into radio when I did because. You know, guys like yourselves, uh, you know, being uh, high school students and everything. Uh, when I first started in radio commercials, we put when you know, there were no computers or anything. Uh, we were live twenty four seven. A lot of stuff's voice tracked now. Now, of course, our morning show is live, but a lot of stuff's voice tracked. We had satellite radio that came in. I'm not talking about Sirius XM, but actually like a Westwood One. Uh, ABC networks and things that would network our music into the radio stations where before when I first started, you had live people in the studio for every shift, even on the weekends, and we uh, spun records. Uh, we had 45 uh, vinyl records, uh, the big 33 uh, LPs that had maybe seven or eight cuts on it, and you had to you know, take the needle on the uh, turntables and the records and lay them on there and cue them up and everything. Um, the commercials were all on the individual. You guys know what eight-track tapes uh, are yeah, or I've were? Seen, I've seen them before. Yes. Uh, well, uh, they look like eight-track tapes, but they were called carts. So when you did a commercial, you put them on these carts, and then you had cart racks uh, that were there, and you had your program log. You knew what commercials to line up, so you'd have a stack of uh, these what looked like eight-track tapes, and you'd put them in these machines, get your next commercial break lined up. You'd have to physically punch either one. And, of course, now everything's uh, on Wave or MP3 files mm -hmm. in your system. And, I mean, I can work the system. It's like uh, I play our commercials now. I don't even need a person in the studio as far as a producer anymore. I, I, I'm my own producer at our Edgewood or Owen Valley games that we're doing. So, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, obviously technology has made things so much more user-friendly and everything. But I'm glad I came through the early days because you had live jocks on the air, uh, in the studios, uh, uh, it was it was a fun time. Radio was much more fun in my early years because you had an office full of people all the time. I mean, it was always a happening place. You had a station function; everybody would show up. Where now, I mean, there's a lot less people in the building and everything, and and everything is just kind of in one machine that you that you do, which which is nice. I mean, it makes my job much easier in the mornings, but I kind of miss the days of spinning the vinyl and everything. Yeah, so I said I come in there and it's you, me. Uh, John Jens and then Jim. Yeah, the Jim Western next 95. door. Right. But uh, I mean, with this stuff, technology is nice because I mean, right now we're recording on this roadcaster with almost no equipment, but just the mixer and the mic, which is portable. And, and I can actually, I actually have that same unit and I can do my show if I have to from my living room at my house. Yeah. I, I have access with my laptop and I can connect the, the things together and put my headsets on and do my, my live shift if 
you know, say if we have a blizzard and I can't get out on the roads, I can still do my show from my home. So that's kind of nice too. Yeah, the roadcaster, I highly recommend it to anybody who's wanting to get into like even recording stuff for a YouTube video or something. This thing's really nice and it can kind of boost up your recording a little bit. Yeah, you could probably teach me a few things yeah. um, on this roadcaster. You probably know more about it than I do. But uh, yeah, but of course, I started playing the vinyl and, and I mentioned the commercials on the tapes. Then we went to compact disc. Uh, you know, I remember the first CD player we had wasn't what you would think is a CD player. Yeah. It was one of those little portable ones that had the <laughs> pop-up lid, and you would put it in there. And, of course, we only had maybe 10 CDs at the, st- at the time when we started playing those. But then it went to all CD and then, of course, all Wave and MP3 files uh, from there. But, yeah, it's it's pretty cool that I've got to kind of see uh, so many generations of uh, kind of the span of uh, kind of primitive radio to what it is today. I mean, so like we started out, like we obviously saw stuff on YouTube for broadcasting or like recording stuff or TV, but you didn't really have a lot of that kind of outlet. So how did you get into broadcasting? Like, how did you figure out like that's what you wanted oh, to do? Oh my goodness. Uh, I can remember uh, we would, I, I didn't play football in high school. I played in my younger grade, uh, younger grades, but I always Loved play by play, um, for you know, and I would lay in bed at night. Uh, you know, my, I told my parents about this later because you know I was probably awake till midnight, one a.m. in the morning. But I would listen to baseball or uh, basketball game, uh, AM radio. It had the old Sony Walkman. So you guys ever heard of those? Yeah. You know, with the little, they were the original portable headsets. Had a little cassette player, but I would flip to AM radio at night because I was a sports nut. And literally, if the game was out west in California, I would face my radio to the west or wherever the radio station town it was located at. So for like St. Louis, KMOX, if I wanted to listen to a Cardinals game or something, I would face my radio to the west. If I had it north and south, it wouldn't pick up as well because <laughs> St. Louis is west of here. But I would listen to a lot of games on the on the radio, and, and I would kind of get into play-by-play. And in high school, we'd be sitting here in these stands here at Edgewood, the way the old uh, setup used to be, and my buddies would be out there playing. With, they'd be, hey, do some play-by-play because I always had a knack for it. And I, I would just start, you know, doing things and make, you know, do little funny things in it uh, while I was doing the play-by-play. So I thought, well, this might be something I might want to get into. So that was kind of how I got a little bit of interest for, through the sports thing. I never thought I would be, you know, doing a hosting a, a show or anything like yeah. that uh, every morning like I've been doing for many, many years. But uh, that's kind of how I first got the idea to do it and then, uh, you know, ended up graduating here and, as I was teasing John Chance, uh, you heard me telling him graduated with honors. Uh, no, I didn't, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't too bad of a student. But uh, anyway, uh, that's how I kind of got interested in it and everything, and then went to IU for a semester and then ended up going to uh, w- what was known as the Columbia School of Broadcasting and got my first radio gig while I was going to school there. So that was cool, part-time, and then ended up into a full-time, and then here I am 35 years later. Nice. Well... We are going to start a little game show now, kind of like oh. how you do oh, on the, the air with me. All right. All right. Here we go. Yeah, I'm in the seat now. So it's the, it's the numbers. Keegan, Keegan, should I be nervous? Uh, yeah, because I'm going against you. Oh, Lord. <laughs> all right. It's, well, the num- yeah. it's the numbers game. Well, this one. Keegan's going to kick my rear end on this. I've got all a feeling. Right. So. so the number is 13,438. There are these many restaurants in the U.S. Uh, this, this restaurant. 13,438. Yes, that's a lot of restaurants. Well, I feel like that could be like any bigger chain restaurant. Yeah, I'm thinking fast food. I'm thinking a fast food chain. Yeah, for and, sure. And of course, the first thing I'm thinking of is McDonald's, but uh, it's probably not McDonald's. But I'll go with McDonald's. All right, Keegan. I was gonna say like probably like Wendy's. 
Tony, you are right. It was McDonald's. There hey, are 13,000. Give me a little fist bump there, Keegan. McDonald's in the U.S. Well, great well, job. Well, Keegan might have said McDonald's uh, first. I, I had might. the first I guess. I probably wouldn't and, have. No. <laughs> I assume there would probably be more, to That's be a honest. lot of McDonald's. That's yeah. like, that's a crazy amount of buildings that are just like, for that one business. Well, and I'm with Keegan. I, you know, I'm, a, I'm more of a Wendy's fan. I hope yeah. McDonald's isn't a sponsor of this or anything. So, uh, you know, give me, so. give me a little frosty after I'm done with my burger, too. So. <laughs> We're not that famous yet. <laughs> but anyways, it's been great talking to you again, guys. Uh, oh, you mean we're done? Yeah, we are done. Oh, well, we need to keep going. We're at 16 minutes. Oh, okay. We got to keep. We might bring you in again. How about that? Oh, that'd be fun. Again. Anytime, guys. Get a little part two, guys. So uh, yeah, again, yeah, we Tony really Kale. appreciate it. It was a real honor. Yeah, Tony Kale, ninety-seven point seven. Go ahead and give him a listen every once in a while. I'll be on there in the Wednesday mornings, but he's on there when Monday to Friday. Yeah, Monday Wednesday. through Friday, uh, ninety-seven point seven FM, and we stream online around the world. WCLS ninety-seven All righty, good deal. Well, thank you guys for listening, and we will see you later.